You looking for an online sports book with fast payouts and easy to use interface? Look no further than mybookie.ag. Payouts in only two business days, the best customer service out there, the best odds, and even live betting. Go take a look for yourself at mybookie.ag, and once you figure out that it's the best, sign up with promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from WinningCuresEverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40, 40 years. Oh, my gosh. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up, what up? Welcome in podcast number 196. This is the Monday, February 19th, President's Day edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Chris, it's President's Day. It is. I'm excited. All right. So first off, before we start, watching on Facebook, Periscope, uh, Facebook, uh, I already said that, YouTube, whatever, uh, or if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever your favorite podcast app is, help us out, share it, retweet it, uh, whatever it is on social media. Tell all your buddies about it. Help us get the word out. Uh, and then make sure and subscribe to it and review the podcast on uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever your podcast app is. Subscribe to it, review it, help us out. That helps more than you even know. Uh, On today's show, we are going to talk about uh, how Michael Rappaport went insane over the weekend and got fired from Barstool. Uh, We're going to talk about who would win in a fight uh, between Rappaport and Dave Portnoy. Uh, We're going to talk about the wardrobe malfunction at the Winter Olympics. We're going to talk about uh, college basketball. I don't know what is going on here. <laughs> it's completely washed out. <laughs> it's, it's whitewashed. That's it. You could just turn the light down. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> turn the light down. Like that. that works for me. Uh, so we're talking college basketball. Andy Kennedy stepped down effective immediately. Bob Huggins MF'd uh, three officials and got tossed from West Virginia's game at Kansas. We'll talk the SEC standings. We'll talk a little bit of uh, bracketology. We're getting ready for March Madness. Uh, we're going to talk Nate Diaz put a joint in his mouth on camera at UFC Fight Night uh, 126. Nice. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about Adam Silver uh, talking about changing up the seeding of the NBA playoffs in the future. We're <laughs> we're going to discuss Fergie's national anthem. We're going to we're going to play that and then comment on it. Uh, and then we're going to talk about LeBron. Looking like a kid again. MVP 10 years after his last NBA All-Star MVP. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's going to be the majority of it. So uh, let's start off with President's Day, though. Um, what are you... What's your favorite president? My favorite president was, was Lincoln. I like Lincoln. I like the stories about Lincoln. That's like- a, Obviously, that's mine. My son's name is going to be Lincoln. Yeah. And so... I didn't, mean, um, I didn't mean to steal yours. No, no, no. It's all I good. I didn't know the answer. 
It's all good. Now you you everybody has their own answer. Hey, it's all good. No, he was a great president. <laughs> Went through a lot of turmoil. So because of President's Day, I and this is a really slow sports week. Yes, it is. I used, you, you keep rolling. I'm gonna fix that light. All right. Oh well, I need your answers. See, this is the problem. That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't take but just a second. They can't hear you. I'm gonna ask some trivia questions that I got off of the Google machine. So I thought it looked great. See, now I look really dark. See there? It's really hard to make me look good. That looks fine. Boom. That, that's, that's, I mean, the darker the light, probably the better. But it, was, it was all white up top and then. That's all right. Listen, I'm just bald. You afraid it's going to make you look bald? <laughs> I don't you have think fantastic so. fantastic hair. That's, I, I feel pretty good about it right now. All right. feel pretty good. All, all right, right, so let's go. To presidential trivia, right? Presidential trivia. All right, I do not know the answer to these questions. I don't even know what the questions are. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cameron uh, said on Facebook, going off the rails here. Like, yeah. absolutely. It this starts rough, out like that. Rough start. Look, rough I had to work late today. Yeah, the Gary, fact that we are even close to 6 o'clock yeah. is crazy. Uh, hold up, Fletchy said uh, Teddy Roosevelt was uh, was the wildest MFer in history. Yes, dude got shot and still finished his speech before seeking medical attention. That's right. He's a gangster. Yes. He's a gang- <laughs> You know what? I would tell you this. He might be my favorite president. If, if you get Lincoln, that. I would take Roosevelt. Anyway, youngest <laughs> elected president. The youngest elected president. This is almost a trick question. Uh, God, I don't know. Was was FDR? See, FDR was not elected. He he was the youngest sitting oh, president. Oh, okay. So that is that is all right. I didn't even think about that. He was he he got in because dude got shot. Yeah. All right. JFK was the youngest elected president. That, okay, that makes sense. Those are pretty much your two options: is is Roosevelt or him. All right. Fletcher got that one right, by the way. Who who was the only president to survive two assassination attempts by women? This one's complicated because you got a lot of like little things. By women? He assi- he survived two assassination attempts by women. I have Was it Ruse? Was it no, Teddy Root? No. no. This guy's it's an Ohio one. Gerald Ford. Ah, okay. Gerald okay. Ford. Right. <laughs> I would have never gotten no, that. No, yeah, yeah. I just like the fact that <laughs> this guy this guy peed off some some women. By Listen, by women. I, I can't say that if I live long enough I won't have assassination attempts. By women, it it won't be probably for running for office. But anyway, <laughs> what U.S. president? We'll get some sports action here. What U.S. president threw out the most opening day baseballs? Uh, George W. Bush. That would be Franklin D. Roosevelt. George W. Bush would would seem like the right answer because every year he did it. Yeah, but I thought he did it more than once every year. I think. And he, no, and he well, was no, in for open, eight years, right? Because it's opening day. He did one on opening day, and I think I think FDR went to a few different ballparks. Oh, as a okay. Because if you're that, up does in, it tell how many? No, I, I couldn't. Fi- I literally googled and looked up, tried to figure out how many he threw. I couldn't get that answer. All right, so these two got a little story behind them that I find entertaining. What president had the most children? The most children. Now my is first it, thought is it when, Trump? I, when, I, when I first thought I thought it was going to be Trump, not Trump. John Tyler talking about born in the 1700s. I can believe that. Listen, yep. Cat had eight kids by his first wife. She dies, marries a twenty-four-year-old. Big ups on him. 
has seven more children by this lady. Fifteen. This dude's got a whole kids. offensive side of football and a coaching staff. Good Lord have mercy. <laughs> Getting it in, baby. Apparently so. John Fle- Tyler. Fletcher thought it was Taft. Yeah. I, I, no, when I read the question, I knew that was going to be a Trump answer. Good Not a Trump answer. Gracious. Now, this is, this is my favorite presidential okay. story of them all. What president had a pet parrot? A pet parrot? Yep. Reagan. Andrew Jackson, and this is the best part of the story, he loved the parrot so much, he wanted the parrot present during his funeral. The parrot had to be removed from the funeral for cursing. (laughs) The parrot wouldn't stop cursing. Yeah, I'd take that. You know what? Put that guy on the billboard of best presidents. I don't know anything about him. But I'll tell you, I don't know enough about him to be a to have been a president. That tells me I want to hang out with that dude. That's yeah, that's on out there. So anyway, that's those are there. my those are my presidential trivia questions that I read today. We need to start doing more of that stuff. When we get random holidays and, and slow days like this, we can that's we can it. kind of fill that in. I thought that was fun. That I, is that is absolutely. I literally awesome. came up with three questions that I thought would be entertaining, just so I could tell the two questions that I really like a lot. <laughs> That's how you interview folks. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Hey, just so everybody knows, my voice is super raspy. I think it's all right for for this. It sounds right? okay. It sounds, but you can tell a little bit, right? I mean, it's it's all right. It's out there. I stayed out drinking with some some buddies that I haven't seen in a long time Gary on Saturday night again. Well, see, that's the problem. Like I figured, Saturday now it's Monday. I know it's Damn. Monday evening. It was Saturday night when all this went down. You should have seen me yesterday morning. Not oh as my God! I, I had no voice, I, and I, it, it's not like I was out singing or anything. No. I was just out talking and drinking. I was about to say and you didn't do a show, right? You no, just, no show. No, it, there was nothing going on. I'm just going out hanging out with people, staying up late. It stayed up until three o'clock in the morning, and that is, who? <laughs> Tyler on Facebook said voice isn't as bad as Fergie's. Yeah, oh. we're we're gonna get to that here we're, in a little bit. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, so uh, so let let's go ahead and talk about some barstool stuff. Uh, I woke up Sunday. I, I checked Twitter like I always do. Immediately saw Dave Portnoy, El Presidente, founder of Barstool Sports. Uh, Love that guy. Th- he put out a video where he fired Michael Rapaport. So and and Rapaport joined last summer. He's got a podcast with him. It's called like I Am Rapaport. Um, is that T silent? Yeah. Is it Rapaport? It's no. It's Rapaport. It is Rappaport. Okay. That's all. So, uh, I mean, look, did you see, like, I had to go and check out exactly what happened because I missed it. Did no, you see what happened? This all happens on Twitter, and I, I do not believe in Twitter. I get on the Twitter for selfish reasons, not dumb reasons. This dude went insane. Yeah. No, and Absolutely he's, he's insane. definitely insane. So, so here's the backstory, right? Friday night, they've got uh, Rough and Rowdy 2, which is the amateur boxing uh association or organization that they bought that's based in West Virginia. Um, Rough and Rowdy 2 had Smitty, who's like a a big-time barstool guy, and $20 Chef. He's like a comedian that that helps do one of the podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. They did insane. Let's talk about this. Smitty won via decision, but the biggest thing for me is they did over 41,000 pay-per-views on their website. So like it, you, it wasn't on barstool.com or barstoolsports.com. It was on roughandrowdy.com. Ten bucks a pop if you pre-order. Fifteen ninety nine if you order day of. 
41,000 people bought it. I, I literally thought about buying it. You remember yeah, we talked you? about that. And so we, yeah. And I, I had a bunch of stuff to knock out on Friday night, so I didn't get to, but but I will probably buy the next one. Anyway, Rappaport was fired up because he, he won a $20 chef to win, right? He started posting to everyone about Smitty juicing before the fight. He said it was rigged. Uh, if that wasn't enough, he started smack-talking everybody involved with Barstool. Yeah. Like, including talking crap about KFC's recent, uh, his recent, like, adultery situation. Uh, and, I mean, he's, this was the nail in the coffin. He said anybody that is that calls themselves a stoolie has already lost at life. Now, if you're in media or, or any other audience-based career, alienating your audience yeah. is going the after last the, thing you want to do. Going after the fan base is not a good thing. His, his iTunes ranking went way up, but as far as like the average review, <laughs> this dude went from a five-star average ranking to a three overnight. Because of Barstool fans going and ranking him a one star after that comment. Now he he jumped up to number one because of all the reviews he was getting. That's right. But it's going to drop back down because nobody's going to listen anymore. Nope. Nobody will listen. Um, I mean it. It's a lot of people think this is fake, and I did initially because they kept going back and forth at each other. But like they I, swear, I, I think they're immature. I, I don't think this is fake at all. Well, it's Barstool's media department does a good job of of hyping up the matchups for rough and rowdy. Yeah. Because like there were a lot of people really interested That's right. in it. Cameron on Facebook said, uh, "I watched it. It was awesome." You know, I, I, look, I'm down. Like we need to get a group together and watch the next one. Yep. Uh, because amateur boxing is it, pretty entertaining. Like <laughs> I'm right. in with that. That's right. Um, but it, it reminds me, like in a weird way, of the old MTV Claymation show. You remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh Match? yeah. So that was it, a great. Show, now, speaking way. of that, I think it'd be a good idea for me and you to come up with like matchups yep. and who would win fights. So, so in that, like, think about this. How many people would tune in to actually watch Rappaport against just about anybody on Barstool's roster? Yeah. Like, it, especially if it's Dave, but, like, Big Cat, KFC, PFT commenter. Like, it, tell me this. Who would win in a fight between Michael Rappaport and Dave Portnoy? So, I like that matchup because I think those guys are the same dude. One guy's a typical New Yorker, yeah. very prototypical New Yorker. But I think the other guy's totally Boston. The other guy's totally Boston. Just every stereotype <laughs> you could ever come up with. The, the only thing he doesn't have is his name's not Sully. That's it. Yeah. And and but I think they're both. This is just watching them on Twitter and Facebook. I think they're both fake die, fake tough. That's I, I, I think I'm, it I'm would wondering be if, a if very even fight because I think they're both fake. Tough. I wonder if Michael Rapaport is like actually crazy. Like I wonder, I mean, he's oh, no, look, no, he he's like six had, foot four, and he is significantly bigger no. than Portnoy is. He's a, he's a bigger dude, and he is great. No, you're you're exactly dead on there. He's crazy. Yeah, like I, Portnoy does all this. Like he knows what he needs to do to get people to pay attention, right? <laughs> yeah, Rappaport has no he, idea. He might not know karate, but he knows karate. Yes, and he's he nuts. mess mess you up. Like he's absolutely yeah. all out there. Like I'm, I'm all in on that kind of a matchup. If if we end up getting that for Rough and Rowdy three, well, no, no chance they would sign up for that. But I would, I don't I would, know, man. I How, would pay for it, and I would pay double that. If if Smitty and Twenty Dollar Chef got forty one thousand pay per view oh, buys, that would get a hundred. That'd get at least a hundred. Oh, maybe Ma- maybe two hundred. Yeah. If you could get Dave Portnoy in a boxing ring, I guarantee two hundred thousand people. Clay pay Travis referee it. Oh my God! If you could get Clay Travis against Portnoy. 
everybody in the free world would watch that. There's a, there'd be so many people hating on it, yeah. and they'd all pay the money. Yeah, like absolutely. I love this idea. Yeah, love pretty this good, idea. Pretty, so, pretty great idea. Next show we're going to do a celebrity death match. I don't know who we're going to talk about, but it, it'll be. You know, there's a there's a game called like Super Fight. Have you seen this game? No. So Super Fight is it's like a card game, and you are putting together like what your character would be, and then you have to sit and debate against the other team, like why your team would win against the other one. And it's like it's crazy, but it's really interesting. I think that's kind of what this will be. Like we'll come in and we'll have a matchup, and then we'll we'll try and go on either side of it. Okay. Sometimes we'll we'll pick the same side, but we'll each have different arguments. I understand. And so I, I like this idea. We'll we'll roll with that next go round. Next go round. All right. Uh, again, if you're on Facebook or Periscope, share that thing out. Help us out. Get some more people in here listening, watching, and whatnot. And feel free to comment because we will talk back to you. Um, college basketball, SEC standings got even more crazy over the weekend. Did you watch any of the games? Zero. That's I, that you was the only homework assignment. Nope, nope. I never got a homework assignment. You said I'm gonna give you homework, and then you never gave me homework. Now, listen to listen to that, our podcast. But that was the homework assignment. Was to, to watch. Okay. I didn't, you didn't tell me what to watch. You just right. said I'm gonna give you homework, and then we change the subject and we start talking about other things. That happens to us a lot. This we go, is. This is exactly what every kid in school wants to hear on a Friday. Like, I'm going to give you homework, gonna, y'all and then you never give homework. Y'all are going to have homework over the weekend. And then she moves on, and little Johnny does something stupid, and she's yelling at somebody, and then the next thing you know, we never get homework. Here's what I want you to do. All right. Tuesday night and well, Wednesday night. the tournament time now. Yes. I watch the tournaments. You don't yeah. have to tell me. But here, here's the deal. Tomorrow night, okay. Tuesday night, and Wednesday night, okay. we have SEC games. I, I are the games or turn, the tournament? No, tournament ha- tournament doesn't start. There's oh, four more watching, games. I'm not watching. No, but I want you to watch and see what goes on because, like, we're getting to the nitty gritty, right? Three Here's, nights of college basketball. Two nights. That's not. You said Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday. No, Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh. That's it. Just and oh. and you don't have to like sit down and pay attention to it. Like just just have it on and watch. And whatever game looks the most intriguing, that's what you do. So, <laughs> I'm find, find some cliff notes Tim on about Facebook this. said, "What up, pops? Hope mom's good. Yes, my wife is wonderful. She is still insanely pregnant. Uh, we are, we are getting close to the due date. Due date is May third. So that week, we'll go on and tell you. Probably not going to be doing a show, or you're going to be doing it by yourself. We'll do what it the from other? the hospital. That's actually not a bad idea. We might go live. We'll bring the camera in. I'm staying north of the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, that's uh, well. Hey, so am I." I'll go on and tell you right now, <laughs> no chance you're getting me down there for that. Like, my first one, she's 12 now. Man, they, they brought out that epidural needle. Oh, no. And I almost died. No, I can't I almost died. Anyway, SEC basketball, the reason that things are are crazy is literally from... There are no great teams, right? right well, there are just it, no good teams at all. Well, no, there's, there's no great teams, but they're all good. All of them are they, good? They're, uh, listen to this. There's every. There's only three. Uh, sorry, there's only four games left. Every team between number three and number eleven is within two games of each other. That's, that's pretty close. Cool. Now it's, let me ask you this, because I do follow sports news. How good is Auburn going to be with dude breaking his uh, complete leg off? Well, look, they they came back. Um, Pretty, pretty scary. They, they came back against South Carolina because they were down like 26 yes. or something when that, that happened. Was, it was pretty 
And they only lost about out. like maybe ten or nine or something like that. I don't know anything about this guy. You obviously know that. Um, I don't. I don't follow until is, is, about now. All right, Macklemore is like inside. He is a force. He's a starter. He plays a lot of minutes. But they're like they're guard driven, right? Okay. And and they win with defense. Yep. And their defense is more like. You know how Bruce Pearl has I, always I, done I know, it. It's I fast like paced. It's all I know, that. I know that. So he he's got guys that are that are all over the place. Okay. Um. I think it, look Auburn is still in a position to win the conference regardless. They are eleven and three right now, and get just real dangerous in the tournament. I think yeah, I think they can still be dangerous. Okay. As long as their guards play well, absolutely. Well, that's college basketball. It's, well, yeah, that and that, that's all yeah. it is. So when you lose somebody down low, like he wasn't a, a huge scorer or anything. But he was a, a defensive force. That's so he, he brought rebounding. But that's not to say that the, the next guy up can't do that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but here, here's the thing. With only four games left, Auburn is 11-3. and three. Number two, Tennessee is 9-4. and four. And then there are – or sorry, they're 9-5 and five now? I think that's right. 9-5. and five. Yeah, they're 9-5. I, I can't answer. Uh, there's four teams – that are eight and six. There are two teams at seven and seven, and then three at six and eight. This is like exactly like every fantasy league I was in this year. Yeah, it's it, it's all insane. It's absurd. Uh, on top of that, here's the biggest thing: twelve SEC teams have an RPI of seventy eight or better. How many SEC teams make the tournament? Make the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament? The NCAA. Tournament. Oh, you're asking my my prediction. Just just throw, I'm going to go throwing it out there. I'm going to go with eight. That's a lot. I'm going to go with eight. That's good. I think the ACC will have nine. Uh, the latest so you don't bracket think will be the most. No, the the ACC is just absurdly deep. Like they've got a lot of great teams. Are are they really that deep, or is it just name only? Because every time I have checked a box score, except for when North Carolina beat Duke, North Carolina is getting beat. Uh. Are they no, that I good, think, I think or am that I just you're, catching every upset? I think you're catching the upsets. I think that's what's going on. I do know that Duke lost to St. John's, who at that point in time was like ranked like 200 and something in the it, country. It, look, I'll tell you this. I would not doubt, like it would not surprise me if St. John's ended up winning the Big East Tournament. No way! They start off the season terrible. They they won four in a row. They beat Duke. They beat St. John. Coming now, from here's a guy the deal. That doesn't watch. I know that. I here's, knew they were bad. Here's the deal. They they lost 11 straight. Yeah, that was it. I knew. But I knew then they got some guys healthy again, and they've got this dude, and I forget his name, but he is a scoring machine. They won four straight games. I don't know what they did over the weekend. Um, you go from 11 straight, and now they got a, an outside I think, shot I think at winning like a, the tournament. It, well, winning the Big East tournament, yeah. Oh, I mean, if in this year, if, they, if, if you get in, upsets, you, you win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a chance. I'll tell there's you my I'll tell you my favorite bet that I'm going to bet this year in the tournament is the total of the final four, what they add up to. They usually have that number around uh, eight or nine. I think it's gotten up to eleven before. Okay. As to what all the seeds add up to, whatever the number is, I'm going to go over. Really. Yeah, any any six seed or higher gets in there, and they inflate that so much. As long as it's not all one yeah, seed that, that make the final four, you can you can make some cheese, man. I'll go ahead and, and tell you this: I doubt seriously it will be all one seeds. I I bet it's going to be something like last year. I mean, it, we did have two one seeds at the end of it, 
but you, had, you had number seven, uh, seven South Carolina. I South Carolina was eight. And then uh, who was on it the other matter. side? Oregon. Oregon. Oregon was like a three seed. They were a three. But I, I mean, but if you, yeah, but if you yeah. take you take that and you're and you bust the over because of the one seven seed busted. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I've got a post up on the website that goes over the current matchups uh, that would be in the SEC tournament if it ended today. Uh, and they've also got uh, predictions from ESPN on what they think the final uh, standings will be and whatnot. So go check that out, winningcureseverything.com. Uh, and as always, stay tuned on the podcast. We'll be right here Thursday night, same business. You know how it goes. Um, or is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Let's do Wednesday. Wednesday night this week. All right. So it's Monday, Wednesday this week. Last week it was Monday, Thursday. That'll get me out of homework one night. Uh, staying in SEC basketball, Ole Miss's uh, Andy Kennedy, who announced he was resigning at the end of the season, uh, he announced on Sunday he's stepping down immediately. And I, I get it, right? This team absolutely they, quit. They got, this, they, this is the definition of quit. They got trounced at home by Arkansas on Wednesday. He announced his resignation on Tuesday. So after he announces the resignation, they don't show up at home for Arkansas. Then on Saturday night, they go to Mississippi State. And I know that Cameron is excited about this. State absolutely housed them. They were up by 24, I think, like in the first 10 minutes. I mean, just beat their brains in. Um, you feel like it was time for him to go? Yeah. Well, I knew by the end of the season it was definitely time for him to go. Yeah, but I'm, like right now. You want to quit in the middle of the season? I'm never against that. I, I don't care. If, if you feel like your voice is no longer being heard. Let me ask you a question. What do you think – what kind of job can a guy like that get? I think he'll have to go and be an assistant somewhere first. For a while. He's, he needs yeah. to sit on the bench for a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it, it happens everywhere. Like Anthony Grant, uh, when, when he got fired at Alabama – uh, he went and oh, he was uh, he was an assistant with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then he he is now the head coach at Dayton. So when Archie Miller left for Indiana, he's he's the head coach there. Uh, but it's the same thing. John Pelfrey, uh, I mean, you name it. Anybody that gets fired from one of these gigs, they go sit on the bench somewhere, you know, assistant coach, and then they come back. Right? Kelvin Sampson did the same thing. He broke NCAA rules and whatnot. He had a show cause. He goes and sits on an NBA bench for a little while, and then once the show calls is up, he comes back. He gets hired at Houston. Houston's a top twenty RPI team now. That's right. And so, it, like, if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. And I think Andy Kennedy is a good coach. Uh, he just needs to be in the right spot. Um, let's talk about Saturday night a little more. This is the last thing. I, I gotta, I gotta get your opinion on this. Okay. Did you see Bob Huggins Saturday? Oh night? yeah, fired up. Huggy Bear. I love Huggy Bear. He. So West Virginia was actually in the game, right? And they they were leading for a part of it, and they were like it was it was a close game, and the final score was not as indicative of of how close it really was. But look, the last minute and a half, Huggy Bear gets all excited, gets all fired up. He comes out, he mfs all three officials, all three of them, gets tossed from the game. Now, did you see why he got so frustrated? I I saw in the stats. Kansas shot 33 more free throws than West Virginia did by a count of 35 to 2. It's pretty uh pretty drastic. Now, look, the refs called 24 fouls on West Virginia to only 14 on Kansas. So, so right there like it looks like that makes sense, right? Because West Virginia is a much more uh aggressive team. Yeah, the defense like, they play is just yeah. totally different. 
it totally different. They they press all the time. Like that's what they do. So so seeing that is not that surprising. Seeing a free throw count of thirty five to two is surprising. Uh, Rick Barnes actually talked about this. Like after he left Texas for Tennessee, uh, somebody was asking him about a game where there was a huge discrepancy in foul shots. So they asked Barnes if he had ever had or if he'd ever seen something like that before. His response was, "Yeah." Happened to us at Texas every time we played at Kansas. Now, shots. I'm going to dig into this and see what the discrepancy really is for big time teams like Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, etc. But referee home cooking in college basketball is a real thing. Yeah, that's a given. That's a done thing. Like, you cannot doubt that. And people wondered why it was like literally. So, South Carolina is the number 76 team in the RPI. Yes. So the quadrant one wins that we talked about for March Madness, winning at South Carolina is the same as beating like Villanova at home. And and a lot of people didn't really get that, but it makes perfect sense when you see stuff like this. I mean, it's impossible to win in some of these situations. Alabama I was I was so upset watching the Alabama game on Saturday. But but you have to know going in, right? Like, Bama has lost a lot of close games on the road this year that it just feels rigged. But then you also got to think, like, I bet there's a lot of people who come to Alabama and feel like it's rigged, yep. you know? So it, it, it is absolutely a, a real thing. And, and I feel like college refs should be better. But I don't know how to fix that. Why, why would they be better? NFL refs aren't good. Major League Baseball refs aren't good. NBA refs aren't good. NBA refs aren't good. Why would college basketball refs be good? Officiating is terrible. Our expectations of officials is so low that that they can't get under it. We we just expect nothing from them, and they deliver. That's it. <laughs> they deliver now, nothing. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you my favorite <laughs> Huggy Bear thing. All right. When West Virginia got in the Big Twelve, West. He has in his contract, and I don't know what the dollar figure is. It's like a hundred thousand, whatever. It's a lot of money. Every time he beats Kansas, he gets a bonus. That's the only really? school. He beats Kansas, he gets a bonus. Go look at his record since they've been in the Big Twelve against Kansas. Really freaking good. I bet he has more wins over Kansas than everybody in the Big Twelve in that window. That guy, when you put money in front of him and say go get it, he goes and gets it, baby. You want West Virginia to win a national championship? Give him a bigger bonus. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just telling you what I know. We'll, we'll talk about some more bonuses. How's that? Let's. Uh, all right. All right. Let's talk about NBA All Star Weekend. It, only a little bit, but there were some interesting things that came out. Right. Team LeBron beat Team Steph, one forty eight to one forty five. Did you see the guy on on Twitter that actually called this? No. Like tweeted before the game. He said, calling it right now, Team LeBron beats Team Steph 148 to 145. And, like, that thing got shared out because it was early in the day on Sunday. And, man, because you, you can't fake Twitter times. No. Like, there's you can't go back and edit it and all that kind of – like, dead on. Facebook, you can edit posts. Twitter, you cannot. It does say edit posts, though. On Twitter? On Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah, it's, it'll, it'll tell you if it's edited. So you you'll know at that point, but that dude called it straight up. Um, but I, I like how they're doing it, right? So there was a defensive stop that actually won the game. 
Um, it was a defensive and, game in the last like ten minutes. Yeah, and and the reason being the winning team, each player got an extra hundred thousand dollars. That's right. The losers only got twenty five thousand. So LeBron won the MVP. He looks like a kid again. He looks like he's having fun. Uh, I mean, I, did you watch any of it? Yes, I did. I watched the beginning and then I watched the end, which is pretty much all you needed to watch. That's all I need to watch. Makes sense. Makes sense. And and I actually thought the end of the game was fun. I I thought was that fun. was a lot of that was good basketball. Yeah, it was not your typical all star game basketball like all the rest of the sports are, are just terrible. And the all star game is usually that way for the NBA as well. Yeah, this was actually entertaining. So if they would have just televised the draft, I would have been happy. That that would have been the have better to get part. TV of it. time. Just put it online like you do the lottery pick. To where people can, yeah. if you want to watch it, you can watch it. But I want to see what order these guys take it in. I wonder what the crowd for that would be. Oh, if you did it online, you'd get millions of clicks eventually. Oh, absolutely. Everybody wouldn't watch it live, but people at work would definitely oh, sit they, down. They'd want and to say, come in and yeah. watch LeBron going, eh, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook or yeah. I'm going to take whoever, right? So, And then just to see who the last pick was, like that'd be. They did come out and say LaMarcus Aldridge and. God, who was the other one? LaMarcus Aldridge, I think, was the last overall pick. They need to do what the NHL does, because the NHL did this for their All-Star game, and if you were picked last, you won a car. Like, whoever the sponsor was. That's pretty awesome. Like, gave a car away, because I remember Alex Ovechkin tweeted out, hey, guys, pick me last. I need a new ride. Like, ha-ha, funny, funny. I think it's a little different in the NHL, because, like, those guys can take a joke. They're not, like, super thin-skinned and a bunch of babies. In the NBA... Like, LaMarcus Aldridge don't need a, a car. He he just got a hundred-something million-dollar contract. Dude, they still give, like, the MVP a car at the end of the year. Like, Chevy's got a gazillion Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. It's a sponsor thing. It has nothing to do with just giving this guy something he wants. True, true. Uh, the most interesting stuff from the All-Star Weekend did not come from the game itself, though. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver, he brought up that uh, they've had conversations about combining the Western and Eastern conferences in the playoffs and just seeding it one through 16 instead of doing the East versus West. Perfect. It would change things up significantly. Um, and then it, it's what you and I talked about last year. Like, there would still be eight from each conference. Um, you would just seed them differently. Yeah, you would seed them differently. So, like, here is what the, the matchups would be right now. So, the winner of number one Rockets against the number 16 Heat would play the winner of the Wizards and the Pacers. So, if you could see, like, the Rockets against John Wall... Like James Harden and John Wall, I'm all in. Uh, you got number four Celtics against the number 13 Blazers. The number five Spurs against the Nuggets. So, like, a Celtics-Spurs matchup in the second round. Awesome. Count me in. Yeah. Check this one out. Number two Warriors against the number 15 Pelicans. So, Boogie's out. I don't know if the Pelicans are going to stay in here, but that's what it would be right now. They would. The winner of that one would face the winner of the Cavs and the Bucks. Number seven versus number two. So you could have the Warriors and the Cavs round two. In round two. That'd be awesome. I would be, be so in. It would change the way the, the the NBA playoffs are made. So in the last one, the uh, the number three Raptors against the number 14 76ers, that would be a lot of fun. And the T-Wolves against the Thunder. So you could end up having, let's just say, either, either Kyle Lowry and uh, DeMar DeRozan with the Raptors, mm-hmm. or Joel Embiid and his whole bunch with the 76ers against either Jimmy Butler and and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and all that, or 
the Thunder, who would be number eleven right here, and and you'd have fun matchups. Yeah, like it would no, be it, interesting. It, it completely changes everything. There's no reason to not do it and and do it now. Yes, like the the playoffs haven't started. It doesn't matter. Let's do it now. It doesn't change how teams would prepare or set their rosters or you know do any of this crap. Just do it. I'm in with it. Now let's talk about this. Fergie. You wanna you wanna play the audio? Yeah, kinda do. Do we have access to that? Yeah, we got it. We got it. Um so play it. So here's the thing. You know, we'll just we'll just play it and we'll, we'll, an, we'll comment have, through it. I have an opinion about it when it's over with. So it starts out fine. And at that point, turns into Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. President. (laughs) And the reaction of the players just cracks me up, man. You hear go low? <laughs> this is like a big band thing, right? I don't, I, I don't know what kind of thing this is. Goes low again. A little flat. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. So, I have to see. I can't figure it. Now, she hit the note. She nailed it. But if you ever get a chance, I need to figure out who this comedian is. And then you gotta hear this. <laughs> All right. So there's this. There's this. Comedian. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so so she, there's this comedian. She is so excited when she gets done with that so, thing. So retarded. <laughs> anyway, there's this comedian named Craig Shoemaker. I used to listen to him years ago. Okay. The whole trip, all the dudes that were in my bachelor party, Cameron knows this, uh, that, that drove back and forth from Cleveland with me. We listened to this stand-up comedy thing. He is this nerdy little white guy, but he can do this crazy deep voice. He's got this character he calls the love master <laughs> and and he he does love master singing the national anthem because he was like you know what i hate i hate going to dodger baseball games because every person who sings the national anthem is like 
oh, there's some scout in the audience that I've got to impress. Yep. And so they do this, and he does Love Master's version of it. And when she did this, whoa, whoa, like that is yeah. that is straight <laughs> ripoff. Craig Shoemaker, sewer for rights. Um, now, do we have and do you want to play waste three minutes? Marvin Gaye's. Yeah, no, I've okay. actually got it pulled up right now. Because here's the reason: before you start playing, you can start playing a little bit. And I'll just talk over. It. But Marvin Gaye did this decades ago at the Stable Center. At it was the NBA uh, 1993 All-Star or 1983. Game. I'm sorry. Yes, I was about to say I was I was just born. Yep. And <laughs> so we had to watch it yeah. going back. And they uh, replay it. And I, I, you know how I follow and I listen to Tony Kornheiser. Years ago, I remember him talking about how he was sent to this game. He was in L.A. doing some type of commercial TV show thing. Nothing for his job at the Washington Post. The Washington Post beat writer said, hey, the, the I can't make it. You're in L.A. Can you cover the game? And he says, yeah, I'll go cover the game for you. He says, I go cover the game. Nobody cared about the game at all. When I wrote the next day, all I wrote about was Marvin Gaye's national anthem. And it was seen as this un believable display of talent and ability and he just totally changed the game when it came to national anthems my question for you while you play this is do you think this would fly today in the the national anthem heightened i mean um it was marvin Gaye. world that we live in of, know, of just super sensitive political see. stuff the difference between him and fergie is talent because he actually sounds really good. But he alters it. Hey, he alters it a lot. Yeah. But it's appealing to listen to. Yeah, it's like easy do, listening. Do you think if Fergie sounded like this, it would have been okay? Also, yeah. this is Marvin Gaye. This is the king of cool. Yeah. And she's Fergie. Yeah. And, and she's Fergie, a cartoon. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's just a difference, right? Yeah. Like, there's a huge difference. You want to talk about in his day talent? Yeah. Who was, who was the best at this time? Marvin. Marvin. That was the list. That's the list right there. Yeah. I mean, he's it, it was it was him. 1983 is when, what, Thriller came out? Yeah. Yep. So Michael was young. Yeah, he was super young, and that was Thriller this, is really what blew him up. And this is the back end of Marvin. Yeah. This is Marvin Part Two. He had two phases to his career. Now my next question is: Do you <laughs> think Fergie was trying to do some type of tribute to him? No, I think that she was trying to do something cartoon. different. I want to be a cartoon. Well, not not a cartoon, but like it's some, she wanted to do her own thing. Now, I'm trying to figure out, like, obviously they rehearsed this and whatnot. You're telling me that nobody told her, like, whoa. That sounds bad. Like, you might want to rethink this. Because, like, Fergie can sing. So let me ask you another question. Like, you know she can sing. Do you think there is a segment of people that enjoyed listening to that? If they were honest with themselves, forget if you're the biggest Fergie fan in the world. Did you like, do you think that sounded good? I don't. I, I don't I don't know that they're, 
if they are, they are high school, teenage, middle school girls. Yeah. And see, and that here's the bad thing about it. Because like the See, I actually think that sounded cool. Yeah, it sounded but fine. I, but I also believe that if he did that today, he would get ridiculed. Because we oh, live I absolutely in this believe that. Ultra patriotic world where you can't make a joke without somebody getting offended or hurt. I'm sure there were people that actually made fun of it back then, but there was no Twitter. Oh, there was no, no I don't know, man. You're talking about super conservative white people went to their newspapers and they wrote about how that guy stole the show. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. That's that's where I think we're different. Is there might have been a few, they just didn't have a voice, but everybody who had a voice said that was awesome. Yeah. They walked out of there thinking, unbelievable. When when did we start doing the national anthem before sporting events? I, I, obviously, if they did it there I mean, it in had to be. Three, it was, it, I don't know. It had to be. Yeah, I'm talking 50, 60, 70 years ago. I mean, I, it had to be a long time that. ago. Um, did I tell you about going to one of my daughter's gymnastics meets and having to stand up for the anthem? And they, like, played it on a recording? Yes. It, it, so it, we're in. Everybody's Corinth, Mississippi. Yeah, we had this conversation. And it's just a, a six to twelve or thirteen, six ages six to twelve or thirteen gymnastics meet in just a, a regular gym. Like the chairs are set up on on another side of like the mat. Like there's not really a viewing area or whatever. But they get ready to do this, and they ask everybody to stand up and put their their hand on their heart and all that. And I'm like, what is going on here? I had no idea what to expect. And they start playing the the anthem and everybody is, and and this is Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. Everybody is standing and they're singing the anthem and I'm talking loud. Everybody's got their hats off, all this kind of stuff. And I'm going, I don't know where I am this right is, now. I've been to so is, many gymnastics my meets. My little girl is, is, is six to nine-year-olds, man. What are we it's, doing? I, I've been to so many gymnastics meets. Never had that happen before. No. Never. And I've been to Starkville, Mississippi. Happened and, and now, I, though, didn't it? It, happened, it did. happened then. Happened then. It was it was the craziest thing. But they got done with that. And it literally, it's a recording. And everybody starts clapping and cheering and whatnot when it gets done. It's like the CD stopped playing. It's so weird, and they're, man. It is we, so strange. The world we live in today, and I'm not I'm not saying, I just don't think that if you don't do it before a nine-year-old gym meet, it doesn't make you anti-patriotic. No, not But there at are all. people that would absolutely be like, you're not patriotic if you don't do that. Well, I heard Jeff Calkins talking about this earlier on uh, on one of his shows, and he said, look, I've been in, you know, I've been at the, the Winter Olympics for a couple of weeks now, and... It hasn't, like, there's nobody playing anthems before sporting events. No. Like, it's not required here. <laughs> so it's like, all what? right, it's time to go. So, like, everybody just lines up and they and they go. He, he said the other weird thing about over there is that once you're at the Olympics, you literally have no idea what else is going on at the Olympics except for the, the event that you're, you're at. at. Like he, I've and, heard that. So it, there was a lot of interesting stuff. Like I, I did not realize that South Korea has the fastest internet in the world. Yes, that is a technological mecca right now. I, I want to go to Seoul real bad. Let's. Uh, did we already talk about the wardrobe malfunction? 
No. Let's talk about the wardrobe malfunction. I, I didn't know that we had one. We, yeah, so you remember we talked about this last week, and there was a girl, like a figure oh, skater. Oh, you're talking about a gymnastics person. I thought no, we were talking no, about no. the Olympics. We're, we're talking about the Olympics. Okay. We're talking about the Olympics. We, uh, on to the Olympics. I didn't so, know. So, there was a uh, an ice dancer. Okay. Which is different from figure skating somehow. I saw the figure skating chick. Yeah, so her, her top came undone from like the back, right? But she was all glued up. All glued up. Everything was fine. This one, I don't know if the glue didn't hold or what, but we, we got our first uh, official nip slip. Oh, oh, I missed that. So it's this girl from France. Her name is uh, Gabriella, Gabriella Papadakis, Papadakis, something like that. I think that's right. I didn't get that alert. Um, So, and it, it wasn't totally, I mean, it was noticeable. But, like, the thing comes undone. Why do ice skaters keep wearing clothes that can fall off easily? Like, they know they're going to be moving a bunch, but, like, the glue and whatnot, like, I would not trust any of that. I would not put glue on my body anywhere, especially somewhere sensitive like that. Yeah, but, that I mean, that thing just came right out. Like, he, he flipped her over, you know, like a, a dance move. Yep. And there it is, just sitting there. Bam. Hanging out, Atta ready boy. to go. I, I don't sounds understand. Like a, sounds like a good Saturday night. It's uh, we we could talk about. I'm we're not gonna talk about boobs right now. We'll talk about boobs at some point over the summer. We always do. All right. That's, uh, once we get into the slow season, uh, this isn't yeah. the slow season. Well, we still we got basketball and, Day and all that trivia. Hey, it was entertaining. And Fergie's awful national. Anthem. At least it was entertaining. All right, we'll we'll close out with uh with this one. We'll talk for a minute about UFC. Okay. Fight night 126 on Saturday night. I don't even know who was fighting. I got no idea. My boy Connor didn't. Nope. So I don't care. Uh, But dude, social media blew up. They flashed the cameras to Nate Diaz at one point. And I think the cameras were on him for like seven seconds. And that's all it took because everybody blew up. This guy, Diaz notices that they've got the camera on him. He's posing. He's flexing a little bit. This dude straight up pulls a joint out, sticks it in his mouth, and lights his lighter, and immediately the camera switches off of him. Like, what in the world is this dude doing? I don't know. At, like, he had to be feeling good about himself That's at right. that point. He has not fought since August 20th, 2016, and that was a, a decision loss to uh, McGregor, right? That was the big Ali Frazier whatever thing, right. right? When do you figure we're going to see him fight again? I don't know. He's, I'd watch I mean, him. No, I'll watch him. He's a star. There, I'll, there are I'll very few people him. in UFC that I would watch right now. Correct. And and he's one of them. You're asking me to give somewhere between seventy and hundred bucks. You got to give me more than what you give. Well, a me. lot, a lot of theirs now have been. Uh, it's either fifty bucks or sixty bucks. No, no. The last time I checked to look at one, it was sixty nine. I'm at seventy dollars. I'm not which, doing. Which uh, which one was that? I have no idea. It was a couple months ago. But I'm not. I'm just not doing it. I'm not not paying yeah. seventy dollars. I, I wouldn't pay sixty or fifty for what we're getting now. No, not it's right garbage. Now. Not not when you can every month you got a rough and rowdy for got ten a rough bucks. And rowdy. Hey, I'm all about rough and rowdy. That barstool stuff, I'm in on. I'm in. On, I like amateur boxing. Like some of these MMA fights are so bland, yep. so boring, and it's because they just sit on the floor and roll around. Like that's all it is. I don't know how to fix that, though. I don't either. Because you know you got to do that. So let me tell you what I do. 
All right. I do support Nate Diaz's right to smoke that marijuana. I'm wondering if it was Before in California. That. Now, I, if it was indoors, you can't smoke that shit indoors. It was definitely indoors. You can't do that. So I don't know if he was actually going to light it or not. He was just but he had the lighter and he had the joint in his folks. mouth. I like it. That's, I like it too. What do you hey, think Dana No word from Dana after that? No comment? Hadn't seen a single statement. But it absolutely blew up Twitter. It was the biggest thing that happened. I mean, Joe Rogan might have taken it from him. <laughs> like, hey, you can't have that in here. I'm going to confiscate it. And, <laughs> and then, I'll, I'll destroy the evidence and then, later. And then I'll partake. I will partake myself. All right, you guys know what to do. That's uh, the end of the show. We'll be back on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, Wednesday night this week. Share it out. Tell all your buddies about it. Go to iTunes, subscribe, review it, give us five stars. That'll help us out immensely. Tell all your buddies. Go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. we got a bunch of cool stuff up there right now, some some interesting uh, takes and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Chris, we'll be back on Wednesday, right? I'll see you Wednesday night. It'll be a late one. Sounds good. All right, you guys, take care. We'll catch you on the next one. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys.